You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Monday, the start of a new week. Wonderful, wonderful. Today we're going to recap the weekend. Take a look at what happened. Big March Madness games that we will certainly take a look at. And talk about, I have some thoughts on the games that I, and things I want to ask you about, Ricky. We also have... Uh, baseball getting very, very close. Opening day for baseball is just over a week away. So I want to touch on a few baseball things. I want to share a few things that I've bet futures-wise with you and everybody. Um, and then, of course, tennis picks at the end. we got tennis picks, uh, two tennis picks for those at home. Uh, Ricky, good morning. How was your weekend? Good morning, Tom. The weekend was good, quick as always, but definitely a uh, an enjoyable weekend. A lot of sports. It was a good one. How about you? Yeah, so fast, man. Just so fast. Just flies. It's yeah, unbelievable. That's always the negative. Um, Ricky, I want to talk about these college, the these March Madness games over the weekend. Okay, it's been burning on my mind, and. The thing that, you know, I watch these games, and the thing that gets me is these coaches are so bad, it's not even funny. Oh, gosh. Here we go with the coaching again. But they are so bad every round that I watch. I see it. Um, I need examples. The perfect example is in the Purdue, the Purdue game. With the old Peacocks, who sadly their run has come to an end. Matt Painter did so many things in that game to make sure, make damn sure that they lost. So many things. The The biggest, though, uh, to save us time, I won't go through all of them. Just watch, rewatch the game. You'll know what I'm, I'm talking about if you didn't watch it. But down at the end of the, the game... You've got to tell your team to foul, right? They wasted a collective. In the last minute, they wasted a collective 25 seconds because they didn't do the right thing. Hey, my Peacocks can hit some free throws, Tom. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You you have to foul. I don't like that. That's not an argument for it. Yeah, I'm... I'm 
forgetting exactly like I watched a game, so I know what they were up by like five or six points, four or five points with like a minute left, and they they drug it out a bit. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Well, they yeah, yes. And you can't like you have to foul to catch up. Like you 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 want to try and get the steal for a moment, but you can't let fifteen ten seconds fifteen seconds run off the clock while you're trying to get a steal. Like that's not gonna work. Down the end, down the stretch of the game, you have to foul and get them to the line and hope that they miss one. Right, that's how this goes. But to see Purdue just allow them to to pass it up court, and at one point the last one, or the second to last one, the really bad one where they tried to get a steal and they didn't. It was 15 seconds. They the Peacocks threw the ball up the court. They dribbled around for a while. There was nobody even near. Like, it was just horrible. It was just hard. A clear not, uh, the coach, Matt Painter, not telling his team what to do and his team not knowing what to do. In fairness, though, these guys are Division One premier coaches, Tom. They they likely have an explanation and a plan. I think you're here. giving them way too much credit by saying that. Way too I don't much think. Credit. I don't think you or I are qualified to sit here and give coaching advice to a, a premier division one coach. That being said, I do understand what you're saying. And I do recall that part of the game and maybe to the public eye, you know, it, it looked, it didn't I look totally great. disagree. You know, totally disagree. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough argument because I just, I don't know, but Aside from the coaching, let me ask you this. Did you enjoy the games? Did you have a successful weekend betting the games? Um, more on the positive side, any thoughts? I didn't really, um, I didn't bet up most of the games. I had Duke. Um, I think I had Houston. And oh, two-unit Tom. That's right. You had a two-uniter. Yeah. on. Uh, I think I... I personally played two units on both. I don't know what I was talking about last week. Gotcha, gotcha. I think I was yeah, definitely that, on Duke for two units last week. Um, The Houston-Villanova game was an interesting one. I think, you know, the public and really most people felt really good about Houston there. That Nova team, though, Tom, they continued to play well. Fundamental basketball, hit your free throws, and here they are in the Final Four. Um, I, thought, I thought most of the games were really good this weekend. The one game that just kind of had me baffled was yesterday in the Miami-Kansas game. Miami looks unbelievable, Tom. Not even unbelievable, but they're up by like six points at halftime. They're playing really well. Whatever halftime speech was given to them or whatever... Whatever the fuck happened in that halftime, they should mentally note never do that again because I've never seen a team come out of half and just fall flat on their face like that. They might have scored like six baskets the entire second halftime. They lost by 20 after Coaching? having a six-point lead. Coaching, would you say? See, that this is where it gets out of hand. The Miami coach is a legend. He's been coaching 60 years or something, Tom. We can't. I mean. I think you're giving. No. I'm, I'm still worked up about that. I don't think it's coaching. I think. 
it's it's tough. They they came out flat or maybe Kansas just really played an unbelievable half. But for anybody who like bet on Miami in that game and you had the the six and a half, five and a half at halftime, you felt great. You felt like they might win outright. And then they get killed. Yeah. Now I'm not suggesting in that case that it was poor coaching, but I'm just you know, you you were lining up, it sounded like that's where you were you were headed. Um Ah, I'll stay away from it. I think you give these guys way too much credit. Way too much. We can't just assume because they're D1 college coaches that they got the answers. Because a lot of it is a numbers thing. A lot of times these coaches don't get the numbers things. Yeah, I mean, hey, I definitely respect that side of the argument. I know there's a lot of people who would agree with you, Tom. Um, second game yesterday, though, just to touch on for a sec, my peacocks, Tom, they got plucked. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't, oh man, what what an awful bet. Uh, I know the steady pick system and Donnie both had North Carolina. I faded them and just was emotionally attached to this peacock team, Tom. I had to ride or die with them and I died with them. Yeah, they, you know, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. They were going to fall flat. Um, yeah. It was just a matter of time, and I think that was the spot for them to do it. Um, Ricky, I want to look ahead to the to the two games that are this weekend, just real quick. Okay. And we've got Villanova and Kansas, UNC and Duke. UNC and Duke, how about that? Unbelievable. You know, this is the first time they've ever matched up in the Final Four. I find that very hard to believe, but I guess they were really good at kind of different times. Yeah, I was I was shocked to hear that, too. But Coach K and his journey still continues on here. When people thought that Duke was, the team, Duke was the team that was going to lose, was bad... Bad form. Even I said that. I said I think the form coming into the tournament is horrible. This was the le- the least likely team I thought to be here out of all the the high seeds in the tournament. Duke was the least likely team that I thought would be here. Um, but both of these lines are sitting at four and a half right now. Is there any early play to be made either way on either of these? Tom, fucking feed me these dogs right now. Both of them. I'm not so sure. I'm both right now. Really? How can we not? North Carolina, I'd argue North Carolina should be favored in this game the way they've looked throughout the tournament. Mm. And they just smashed Duke in Coach K's Duke finale, mm-hmm. the most emotional environment ever. They went in and killed them. Give me these points, and I'm adamant on it. Oh, boy. Um, I'm on actually leaning the favorite. I, I like Duke more. But let me start with Villanova and Kansas real quick. Um, I'm leaning Kansas because, look, I, I like Villanova. But they just lost more who... Twisted his, I don't know what actually happened to him, but it looked bad. It looked like he tripped at first, 
right at the end of the game, and I was yelling at the TV, like, how are you going to just fall over? And then they show the replay, and it looked pretty, something popped around his knee or his calf. I don't know. It was not pretty. Not um, good. No, so he's going to That's, that's be a big out. loss. So with that, I don't see how you can back Villanova because that's such a big piece of your team, especially when you get into these kind of games. I feel like you need to have that. So I'm, I lean Kansas for that reason, plus I think Kansas is just a better team. But I could hear the argument that four and a half is maybe too many. For UNC and Duke, I think Duke may be another two-unit play for me, Ricky. You throw that one in the Ricky Sportsbook too, please. (laughs) I'll take all Duke bets. Because I think, look, what UNC is doing is cool. But it's time for the big boys, right? I think Duke's going to handle them just fine. Handily, actually. Oh, um, I'm, I'm. Look, there was a lot going on that game that UNC beat Duke. All right, that's a very emotional game. So I don't think it, I don't think it matters. Honestly, I think it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it was an emotional game. Definitely some X factor there, but I'll tell you what, like, kill Mar, they kill Marquette, they roll Baylor, they beat UCLA, they kill the Peacocks, they've got a, a great big man, good guards, good coach. I mean, I just don't see any flaw in this North Carolina team. And they got the track record already with the the big win on Duke. It's not even that I like yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think four and a half points is is a lot. I think you have to take it, honestly. I really do, Tom. That's you're you're giving what many people would say is the best team left in this tournament four and a half points. I'm going to take them. I'm going to grab a unit on the four and a half, a half unit on the money line right now. And I literally might add to this throughout the week. Cause I think this is the game where I can push myself in the green nicely here uh, by pressing here. I really do. Tom, we're going to be on opposite They're sides. So good. Ricky, we're going to be on opposite sides. That's okay. You know, as we always stress in these games, there's there's smart money on both sides at this time of year. So what I'm no, thinking, no wrong choice. What I'm thinking is Duke, what I, the ticket that I have in my pocket currently that I've made is Duke minus two and a half on the first half. Because I do think Duke is is probably angry. Like, they are probably going to play with laser focus at the beginning of this game, laser focus, and come out and make a statement. In the second half, yeah, maybe it gets close. I don't know. But I think Duke in the first half may just really whoop them. It's how I'm thinking this works out. 
So minus two and a half on the first half is the one unit is the play that I have now. I will play Duke one way or another on the full game as well. Uh, stay tuned for that. But should be that's probably my f- most interesting game of the two for me personally. Okay. And it, it is interesting. So they did beat Duke by 20 back on February 5th. Um, so they're one and one with two lopsided victories on each were one on each side. So it is a really interesting matchup, Tom. And I think just to state again, North Carolina Duke in a final four, can we ask as fans for a more exciting matchup? And that's, that's what we look for. Do you really think that coach K and Duke on his final season, do you really think that he's going to go out on top? Nah, I think it ends here, truthfully. I think this is Coach K's last game we'll ever coach. He'll lose this game and go off into the sunset. I kind of think he does, Ricky. I kind of think he brings his team to the promised land and wins, goes out as on top as you can go out. Think about how cool that is. Like all these narratives, all these all these storylines that go on in sports, none cooler than Coach K potentially on his last season, on his last leg in the he, limping into the tournament. Oh, rattles off a quick four straight, and here we are. Getting ready to win a game to go to the finals. I mean, it would be cool. I got tremendous uh, respect for Coach K, but I am not a Duke guy, Tom. I've I've hated that team my whole life. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I, I wouldn't be as excited, I guess, if that happened as everyone else. But quick little trivia question for you. Oh, boy. You and the listeners. All right. So the question is, name me two either player or coaches – that have won a championship and then retired and sailed off into the sunset? Players or coaches in college or just in in sports? Or, well, in pro, because like you'd be retiring. I guess either one, either one. It would need to be a coach in college, but can you think of two? No, I can't. Let me think. I don't want to think. See, it, it's hard to do this on like a podcast because I can't sit and think for a second or else it would just be horrible radio. I I thought the ones that came to my head were Peyton Manning, Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis, and John Elway. Interesting. That's a but good question. Is, that's a good question. Hey, that's the dream, right? Go out as a champ. Yep. And hmm, I wonder how many notable people there are in total. Did you look it up? I didn't. Those were actually just the only ones I could think of. I'm sure there's a, a fair amount, though. I'd be curious if there's any, like, really cool ones. Maybe outside of those three, those are pretty cool. Like maybe some legendary coaches, I'm sure, yeah. Um. All right, Ricky, let's switch into baseball. Okay. Opening day is April 7th. We are getting so close to opening day for baseball, and I am so excited I've got my MLB TV package all set up, ready to go. 
everything's in place. I'm ready. The, the model, Ricky, when I tell you this model, I have spent hundreds and hundreds of hours on building Tom's model 2.0. And I believe it is as close to done as I'm going to get it. So we back tested this a little bit as well. It seems to be working nicely, although my back testing stuff is limited. But it seems to be working wonderfully. And Ricky, we are down at the player level here. We're taking, we got to put in the lineups and it's going to tell us what the score is going to be. It is a wonderful, wonderful system. Uh, Let's go. And so I'm really excited to use that, but also not get too far away from what I've done in the past. So merging those two ideas has been the challenge. Taking the player level batting stuff, but also trying to keep the pitching stuff how I always historically have done it. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm excited, Tom. Uh, for, for anybody who wasn't with us last baseball season, our boy uh, Tommy Tennis was actually Tommy Baseball. I think the 30-unit season, just really consistent other than the first week of the season throughout the whole year. Uh, got any bets in MLP? I do. I have quite a few. Quite a few. Um, we are going to record a... Oh, what do you call it? We got the YouTube channel going these days. We got a couple videos up there. Um, we are going to record in the next week. We're going to record a baseball betting, like preseason betting guide type of thing. Um, guide maybe is a is a strong word for it, but we're gonna go through the MLB, pick out some things we're watching for, and that kind of stuff. And a Masters one as well. But in the baseball one, we're gonna talk more about this. But the team that needs to be on your radar this year, in every which way, bet them every which way that you can, is the Seattle Not Mariners. The damn bets. Okay, the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners have added so much talent to their roster. The Mets, yeah, I'm high on the Mets every year because I'm not doing it this year. I'm not even looking at it. Fuck the Mets. But the the Mariners, I think, are going to have a real opportunity here to be a good, good team. I know it's it feels crazy. It feels crazy to say it. But I really think they've got a good team this year. They've added a lot of good parts. Um, Jesse Winker is a guy that has MVP-esque advanced numbers that people don't realize. Like Jesse Winker is one of the best hitters in all of baseball by the numbers, something you don't hear about at all, right? Because Jesse Winker is not the flashy name. Mm-hmm. They've added him in the offseason. They've added some pitching. I think they're going to be a really good team. Uh, so the, they were good last year. They were the sneaky good last year. Like they were that team that, that the numbers didn't quite add up to what they were doing, but they were playing above their bracket, if you will, above where they should have should have probably played. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So you said they're on your radar big. 
headed into the year. They are. I believe, like, the, their division is tough. Astros, Angels, Mariners. Astros minus 165. Angels 4-1. to one. Mariners plus 450. That's at BetMGM. Um, I don't know if I like them enough to, like, 450 in the division is a tough bet, but I'll tell you the one that I unloaded on was the Mariners to make the playoffs at plus 155. I probably put three units on that. Yeah, I like that bet a lot. With the expanded um, playoffs, they're going to have a real good shot at doing that. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to get that in with you. Um, one team I, I really wanted to get your take on, Tom, the Phillies are making a lot of moves. They're spending some money. Uh, the offense looks like it's going to be loaded. Do you think with Freddie Freeman out of the division, you know, obviously the Mets added some pieces where they look like they could be could be a contender. But at the same time, the Mets, we feel this way about them every year. And at a certain point, they just become like kind of like a Gonzaga where it's like, yeah, they're good, but we know like that shit's going to happen and then they're not going to be good toward the end of the year. And until that proves untrue, I'm going to assume that's going to happen with the Mets again, Tom. But Phil's. I do believe it happens with the Phillies too is the problem. Like I, I think the Mets are susceptible to that, but I think the Phillies are border like teetering on that happening to them as well, unfortunately. Hmm. You're adding all these guys. You look just like the Mets right now. Like your identity for your team is what the Mets have historically done. And even a team like I shouldn't say historically, over the last handful of years. Even a team like the, you know, the Yankees, it is Yankee-esque of just buying your team. And I don't know how that works out, really. I don't know. It doesn't, I don't feel like it always works out all that well. Should should be a competitive division, you know, between at least Atlanta Washington and the Mets. Hopefully the Marlins will. Eh, even the Marlins are scrappy, Tom. Yeah, they weren't great last year, but you always know they have they have some upcoming young talent. And yes, yeah, this year's no exception. Alcantara on the, the pitcher is very Sixto very Sanchez, good. they got him still? Uh, I think he got moved mm. somewhere. He moved um, on. Yeah, one one other side note outside of uh, kind of sports here that I, I feel like I have to touch on as I'm going through my phone, Tom. You open up social media this morning. Will Smith smacked Chris Rock in uh, the uh, Oscars or whatever last night. Like, smacked the shit out of him. Did you see this? I I watched it a few times. I think it was like a bit. I don't uh, know. You think it was fake? Yeah, it was definitely fake. Tom, I'm watching this, and I don't think it's fake, but I think it's. I'm sure everyone listening will will uh, see this clip. Watch There's the like camera a, angle when he turns after he like smacks him, which, whatever. I I think that looks a little fake, even. But when he turns around to walk away, he almost he almost smirks. Like I, you can see it on his face, like he's trying really hard not to smile. So there's like a full video though, Tom, 
first of all, that's a hard smack for it to be acted. I think but it's one of the no. You know how they do that? They do that all all the time. Well, it's there's a, a video trick in the book now of like the full thing, and Will Smith is screaming like, "Don't talk about my effing wife!" Like I don't think he would have been cursing like this if it wasn't real. I it, saw it that looked, too. I don't know if I. I don't know. <laughs> Drama. Either way, Tom. Jeez, I, I open up the app just trying to get my sports news, and I'm seeing Chris Rock get his shit smacked. It's crazy. If there's anybody to get smacked, though, doesn't it just look like Chris Rock should be the guy? He just looks like a very smackable guy. Yeah, the laugh, like you'll hear it. As Will Smith was approaching him, he was doing, I think, the most obnoxious laugh I ever heard. He probably deserved it, Tom. Good for Will. Fresh for Prince, Will. baby. He's been doing this stuff for, God, 30 years? I don't know. It's a long time. Long, long time. Uh, back to sports, though. Sorry. I just felt like that had to be addressed. Of course. The other bets I've made in baseball, I made a whole bunch of futures. My goodness. Uh, Shohei Otani, um, AL Cy Young, at 28-1. to 1. That was the best number I could find. I, I saw 30 earlier, um, like on Friday, but... 28 is the best I can get. AL Cy Young on Otani. Oh, what else do we bet? I bet that twice at 28. I bet a lot of futures the other day. I hope Otani doesn't, like, steal the MVP award this year if he doesn't have a... Uh, like, last year, I'll, I'll admit, he had a crazy year pitching and hitting. Deserved it, despite... uh my Vladdy ticket kind of being bullshit with the year he had. But Tom, if he doesn't have that same caliber year and someone puts up Vladdy numbers, I'm not going to be happy if Otani steals it again. I mean, they got to figure this out. Um, I mean, he's... Uh, I guess we disagree on this, but if he is going to hit and pitch the way that he did last year, he should be the MVP every single year. What if it's slightly less? I it's hard to use the word slightly. Cause if it's if it is if it truly is slightly less, unless I still think he gets it. What he's doing is unheard of. And nobody is considering how unheard of it really is. Like there is never, ever baseball's been being played for a hundred years. There's never been a guy like Shohei Otani. Babe Ruth. Uh, yeah, but no. The fact that those two are in the same sentence is fucking crazy. Like that I just legitimately said like, oh, yeah, Babe Ruth. You know, like that, that should tell you what we're witnessing here. So I just feel like if he's going to do that every year, then he should be the MVP every year until somebody can do something better like I'm not sure that Mike Trout or Guerrero whatever I'm not sure if Otani's gonna play that way that there's anything they can do outside of like breaking a home run record like for the seat you know like something just absurd to happen like I'm not sure they can have a normal season by by the standards of today and beat Otani if Otani's going to play that way. 
I'd be curious if any MLB uh, fans or betters out there be curious to weigh in on this because, like, you can't really have much better of a year than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had last year. And that was my whole argument with taking my Vladdy ticket to the grave, saying it had life for MVP is, like, he, he damn near won the Triple Crown. And the only thing that could have taken that from him was someone playing essentially both sides of the ball who, you know, having that pitching edge and yeah, it's just really interesting, Tom, because that MVP market, if you're telling me that if Otani, if his numbers decrease, let's say like 25%, you know, like the home runs go down 25%, the average and on the pitching side too, if that's still going to be, you know, like an MVP season, cause he's doing both. It just tangles things up. That it's, probably it's shouldn't be. That's a pretty substantial fall, I think. But but then what's the number? You know, is it? I just want to understand the landscape of it. But uh, yeah, I don't want to get too hung up on it. That's it's the just, beauty of this stuff is there really is no answer. Even on a normal year, there's really no answer, right? Um, yeah. Other guys to move us along. Other guys that I've played in the futures market. My one of my favorites too. I've got a handful that I just absolutely love. Julio Rodriguez. He's on the Mariners. He, uh, rookie of the year. That's what we're looking at for him. Uh, six to one is the best price you can get on that. Um, he is going to be good, and he's going to be good. He was all the way up at like 16 to 1 at one point. Like he's really shot down. So we are getting the the worst of this at 6 to 1. It's a very hard award to bet because sometimes these guys don't even come up till after the first couple months because of that stupid rule, which hopefully is fixed now, Tom, with the new agreement where they don't have to hold guys down for contractual yep. reasons. But um, I agree. It is tough, but that's why I think there's a lot of opportunity because if you can kind of beat that, like, hey, he's going to get some playing time, I think there's a lot to do here. Like Julio Rodriguez, he is going to play in the big leagues without a doubt. Like it's not – there's no coming up, coming down. He'll be there. He'll be there. Yeah, then that, that sounds like the pick. A couple of the guys, I think Bobby Witt will be there. Spencer Torkelson will be there. O'Neill Cruz over on the NL side will definitely be there. Uh, I have a ticket on him at like five to one. Six to is eight to one over there. The guy on the NL side that I played is CJ Abrams. I got him at 25 to one. He's down to 13 to one now. And I still like that, truthfully. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'll save some of these for the episode of what we do on on YouTube because I'm I'm unloading all my favorite picks here. I'm getting too excited. Um, to well, let me ask you this to wrap up baseball, Tom. Mm -hmm. Give me one of your World Series futures winners. Don't have any. Don't have any yet, or just you you won't be betting it. Um. I likely, I may not be betting it. Um, I'm not sure yet. I have nothing for now. 
And also, did the Indians become the Guardians? They did. Watch your mouth. Wait, when did that happen? <laughs> that was really like under the radar. It was at the same time. I think it was the same time they changed the uh, the commanders. Yes, the commanders. It's just so funny. Like, yeah, watch my mouth. But a damn year ago, <laughs> that was the name. I know. Of the I was team. teasing you. <laughs> no, I know. But isn't that crazy? Like, and now, like. You're going to oh, look back and that. be like, oh, my, they were the Indians? Like, Yeah, don't say that. Don't, say don't that. slip. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, like, relax, everybody. I know. Um, it's tough. But, all right, Guardians. I'll have to get used to that. Yeah, I'm not quite used to it. It's a terrible name. Almost not as bad fan. as the Commanders, man. They just botched these <laughs> Terrible names. names. Oh, gosh. Like you've got all these smart people in a room and all these people, fans, everything else, and that's what you come up with. It just blows my mind. Horrible. Yeah. Um, okay. Without spoiling the rest of the baseball pick or the baseball um, stuff, that'll be coming next week, early next week sometime. Um, tennis plays. Two pack of tennis plays today. Allison Risk plus 260 against Naomi Osaka. She's proving me wrong bad to this tournament. Naomi Osaka is there. And playing well. her. She's playing well. She just won like five matches straight, four matches straight all last week, beating up Ooh. on players. But Allison Risk is a little bit different. She's a little bit better on the hard court, handles this kind of stuff a little bit better. So 260 on that, I feel like that's too high. And the big play today, Veronica Cutter Matova, still no respect. She just continues to win and beat down everyone there's no respect minus 115 against Petra Kvitova who's not even really all that impressive I think Cutter Matova you know I might even bet straight sets on this one but minus 115 is the price on the on the match speaking Tom this of, could be a two uh, unit respect, play actually but we're not gonna we're just gonna leave it one unit okay okay um by the way you know who I've gained so much respect for, Tom? Who's that? Trey Young on the Atlanta Hawks. All the things that we talk about with like Ben Simmons, Osaka, and some of these players who who have a tough time with like the crowds and stuff. My man Trey Young is the opposite. He he embraces it like nothing I've ever seen. <laughs> I am such a big Trey Young t- fan, Tom. This guy, gosh. He is funny the way he when he does it definitely different he has so much fun with it good for him i love it steady picks radio wake up and wager thank you so much for listening today best of luck today with the tennis picks they're uh seven o'clock eastern time tonight and 120 allison risk goes off at 120 good luck with those good luck with the picks steady picks radio wake up and wager talk to you tomorrow